Growing your business is tough, but don't worry, we've got you covered. We interview industry experts on how they've solved their most challenging business problems in SaaS or e-commerce. No fluff, just step-by-step playbooks to help you dominate your market and crush the competition. This is the How We Solve podcast. Here's your host. And we're live for another How We Solve show. Today, we talk about something that's very interesting for everybody who runs a SaaS business. And this is doing a lifetime deal. So lifetime deal is where you sell access to your SaaS for a one-time fee for life for the users. And we're discussing today with Sampath from SaaS Mantra if you should do a lifetime deal or not and what you should look out for to get the best possible deal done. Sampath, thanks for coming on the show. Before we get started, you just told me something absolutely mind-blowing to me, to a Westerner, that your name is Sampath, and in India, South India, you don't necessarily have to have a last name, which is like completely mind-blowing to me. It's, yeah, very interesting. For sure. So firstly, thanks for having me today. Before we get into it, maybe give people some background on what you're doing. You're the head of growth at SaaS Mantra, focusing on growth strategies since 2008, and you've been part of several SaaS startups and corporates. And you work with founders to increase their AR metrics and also giving feedback from these lifetime deals. But if you could fill in the blanks and tell us what SaaS Mentor does and what, what you do. So firstly, thanks for having me. Thanks for the opportunity. And a big hi to everyone who has tuned in to watch me. To give you like a bit of background. So I have been in SaaS growth space for like a little over than a decade, like since 2008, I believe. When I started working with a few SaaS startups, when SaaS was not even something universal. Like people still have to download the software, they have to install it, or they have to find the pirate version, so on and on. So I started my career back then. Uh, and then I slowly moved towards the corporates when I have accumulated a good amount of experience. And then I was working as a head of growth for a couple of corporates where I grew the team from team of two to team of 25 across five different countries and helped accelerating. For example, Komodo is one of the companies where I worked previously. It was six, seven years back where we managed to beat Symantec, who was in the industry a leading company for SSL certificates for more than a decade. We managed to beat them in less than two years. After some interesting growth there, I decided to switch back. And then with corporates, once you move to one, I mean, beyond at a certain level, it kind of becomes boring for you because you've got to do like same things over and over. And it becomes more like management where I was not interested. I decided to switch back to SaaS space more. And with SaaS, we found that that's exactly where SaaS industry was starting to boom from 2015 to 2016. It was starting to have, I mean, it was having like a slow space of, slow pace of growth. And since 2015, it was like accelerating like really faster. Whereas we have been, I do jump on calls with SaaS companies, SaaS founders. Believe it or not, in 2016, since 2016 until 2018, I have done almost like 1,000 to 1,200 free consultation calls with SaaS founders every single year. So, there was like no plot, nothing. I was just trying to genuinely understand the problem behind running a SaaS company, especially trying to grow a SaaS company and see how they can identify the blocks that they have and how they can accelerate their growth. Because building a product is something, but then growing the product is a whole different thing. If you have founded a SaaS company before 2015, you are probably like one among like 10 or 15 different companies in your niche. Whereas if you have started building a product after 2015, 2016, you are trying to compete with at least 200 different products in the same space. That does almost the same thing. Identifying your own space in the competitive industry you're coming into, I thought that maybe there should be a way where we can help these companies to accelerate their growth. So 
and then came in SaaS Manager where the idea was very simple. If I could try and test out at least like 500,000 products a year and share some suggestions, what if there's a community of customers who can actually start trying the product and then share the feedback with the founders. And with that feedback, they can start developing their product faster. And also they can identify certain growth channels, uh, they can explore new regions, etc. That was the idea. That was a very simple idea to bring the community effect into as product. Initially, when we started, we were actually helping, believe it or not, we were actually helping companies acquire. That's what we are doing. So product will acquire beta testers. People who want to try the product that is in beta stage. Oh, beta testers. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. That's all we were doing. Basically, we run like uh, just having newsletter where everyone can sign up. And whenever we find an interesting product, interesting folder, who wants to have feedback, we invite them and then give away licenses for those products. And their feedback, users have to try it out, share the feedback. It was a very simple setup. But then we found one big challenge, which is when you're getting something for free, you don't actually pay a lot of attention. You don't put in a lot of time, especially when you're getting something for free every single week. So that was not really a great idea. So we had to iterate quickly. And then when iterating, we found out that we can offer some interesting discounts. We started with offering like annual discounts and monthly discounts, like something as because 50 to 70%. It was good initially because people loved discounts. And quickly, the idea was like accelerating and quickly died out. Like I would say like within a month, it's starting to die out because you could only subscribe to X number of products in a week or in a month. So that was not a great idea. So we had to come up with something that is going to be a nice mixture between these two. That's when we came up with the idea of like lifetime deal, where people have to pay some amount to get access to a product. And since they have also got into a huge bargain, they also want to see the product to grow because that's the speciality of SaaS when compared with the traditional software. So where you have to the software have to keep on improvising month after month, week after week, year after year. This idea was really good because people starting to start paying for a product which believed, which they started to believe that's going to help solving their problem or helping them to grow their business, etc. And then this lifetime deal was slowly starting to kick up and we started to work with one founder and then it started growing to two products a week and three products a month. Very cool. So... I think it makes total sense once once you start out and you want to really get real user feedback to run run a lifetime deal. You get a bunch of people in, they pick your product up and tell you what works and what doesn't work or what other features they want to see. Do you think it's only for people who are starting out who should ever run a lifetime deal? Or do you think it's also for, an, for more established companies? For, for example, one of my businesses is UpCoach, uh, which is a platform for coaches to run their, to run their coaching business better and to deliver their um, content better to their coaches, but we already have a lot of users. We already get a lot of feedback. Do you think like from a monetary aspect, does it make sense to run a deal or does it, do you have to tweak it? So there's just a limited access to our coach. How do you see that? Okay. Interesting question. Thanks for asking that. The feedback is just one because most of the times the lifetime beans are often associated with products that are very early stages. I'm also going to address like one other challenge attached to it. There are products where just like bad ones initially and running a lifetime deal for such a product at that stage is not ideal because when the user starting to come in, they're going to identify the low key problems, which you could identify by yourself or running like one or two tests. So that's not the ideal time to start running a lifetime deal. So you should be able to start running a lifetime when you think that user must be, if you are happy to pay for your own product, then that's when you should start running a lifetime deal for it. And with that said, 
that should be like starting stage. And as far as the bigger companies go, if your focus is going to be on SMEs and if your product is something for a mass market, for example, if you don't have a CRM for real estate agents, that's not a mass market. And running a lifetime deal with a marketplace where variety of audience comes in, a very niche product like that, CRM for real estate agents and our email marketing tools specifically built for lawyers, just giving some random examples. They may not be the right products to fit in if you are not focusing on mass market. So whereas when you're running a lifetime deal, regardless of the revenue stage that you are in, for instance, we have run promotions for a product that had less than $500 MRR and also products which had more than $5 million ERR. We have done to both extremes. So from the experience that we have had working with different companies, so as long as you have a very specific and clear goal of why exactly you're going to be running a lifetime deal, it's, it's totally fine. So for instance, the early stage products, they want feedback, like they want tons of feedback. Whereas products who have iterated and then they have grown really well, just say anything like $1 million a year or product. So they want to run a lifetime deal, probably because their focus is going towards, not necessarily entirely towards the enterprise. They also want to start serving more SLVs. Now, they have been like super popular among their region. We have had some products which is super popular within few countries in Europe. Now they want to go global. So in those scenarios, running a lifetime deal would really help because you get like variety of audience from different areas and different regions, different countries. Now, the, what's going to help for you as a people who are running, buying a lifetime deal, they are not just going to be using it for themselves, but also for their clients. So they want to start the product for, for their clients. And their clients may come in from very different regions as well, in different niches, and they fit in like different categories. For example, if I own a digital agency, I could be handling the accounts of salons or coffee shops or any brick and mortar store and also other IT services companies. So in these scenarios, I'm just going to bring in use cases for those companies as well, for those businesses who, which I'm handling. So this is going to be helpful for you to understand a better scope, a wide scope of where your product could actually fit in. So it's not necessarily about the feedback. It's also about the horizons you're trying to explore. Yeah, absolutely. I just read a book. What was it? I forgot. But the author makes the point that the most popular product wins in the market, like just getting lots of exposure. And the only thing thinking about if I do a lifetime deal Let's say I have a, a high price product, like let's say Upcoach, for example. How, how about you do this? We have $99 per seat per month. It's like the, the larger plan at $39 is the, the smaller plan. It's, it's a per seat. How would you structure something like this so it's, it does not hurt us in the long run that a lot of customers that we currently have jump on a lifetime deal or that we basically, because we, we have a lot of feedback, but we want more exposure. And how do we s- structure a lifetime deal from the deal setup? that it makes sense for us in the long run, and also that we ideally monetize the customers that are coming in later on. So for example, we, we sell them like one seat, or you get access to one seat. It's a lifetime deal. If you add more seats, you have to pay. One example with MaxCDN, my previous business, we did an AppSumo deal and we sold, I think one terabyte of bandwidth, which expired after one year, which was really good because after one year, a lot of people renewed and we made money from them. I don't know if this is really a lifetime deal or not, but yeah. Let me know your thoughts on like how to monetize this in the long run. Ideally, make m- more money of these users that you acquire in the lifetime deal other than the money that you get for a lifetime deal. Often, the challenge here is to find the right balance between 
and making revenue from the Latinx customers and growing your products globally. But this is how it should actually be perceived, especially a lifetime deal. From the founder's perspective, it's not like a marketing channel. I would say like it's more like one-time burst or like an accelerated program. And it's not about you, it's more about the customers. So if you're running a Black Friday offer, just say that you're going to run, just say that you're trying to sell, Sony's trying to sell like a PS4 or PS5 during Black Friday. So they wouldn't say like during the Black Friday, we are planning to put PS4 on, PS5 on sale, but then we are just going to give you the device, but no storage. For storage, you will have to go for an upgrade. If you want joysticks, you have to go for, you have to pay higher. So what do you think that people would be happy about? They are obviously like, you are going to take some key features from the PlayStation away and they are giving me like bad ones, which is not an ideal way to put in a lifetime deal. What would be more interesting is giving away the access to the key features of your product and let the customers explore, give them more room where they can play around with the product. Let them see how they are going to be actually starting to use the products, which means you don't want to hold anything back and give something for the customers to start playing with. And here's why. The customers, most of the time, so let's just say Upcoach as an example once again. So your product is an LMS for coaches, right? Now, how many coaches do you think that they don't use LMS? For instance, there could be like a lot of coaches who we are trying to target. They could also be already be using someone like Teachable, Thinkific, or any other LMS. There's like so many LMS tools out there. Your challenge here is to get uh, those customers to start using your product and you want them to migrate from whatever product they have been already using. That is your focus here and not trying to give something like a teaser and trying to bring them in and then trying to make money out of them. So they are going to feel like, oh, okay, I, I have been played. So we don't want customers to think of that at any given point of time. So th- there should be something like where I'm trying to offer something really amazing that's going to be helpful for your business. And I also want you to grow with me and I'm going to grow with you. That's a kind of concept, like a matchmaking concept for the lifetime deal. So when running a promotion like that, so have a crystal clear goal is going to be helpful for you to devise how you should be running a lifetime deal. Going back one step. So let's just say that your focus is identifying the solopreneurs. So which otherwise like a coaches who are just like one-man business. So offering a lifetime deal of your product for those coaches who have who have been running solo and who have been using Thinkific and Teachable are uh, paying like at least like $29 to $19 per month. So you're trying to attract that customers, but then you have to have something like very interesting offer so that they will be happy to switch. Because otherwise, my business is already having a very specific setup and I'm happy with that setup. So what is the reason that why you should be able to jump from that one to the yield product where I have to start understanding a product Pay a lot of time and then I have to start setting up things from the scratch, which is going to eat up a lot of my time and I don't have time in the world. So instead of doing that, I might as well continue with the same product that I'm under using and I'm happy to pay them for a month. This is where lifetime deal comes in, where the offer becomes like much more lucrative. So where I don't have to pay them like month on month and with your product, it's a bit of a learning curve and I'm fine with it. But then I have to pay only once and I'm going to get access to the product lifetime. That's a wonderful value for me. This is going to be like a very convincing factor, especially what do you think is the most convincing factor for a human? Nothing beats that, right? So if I'm going to make money or I have to save money, one way or the other, I'm going to make money. I'm saving money is also making money. 
So if I can do that with your offer, I'm happy to jump in. So that's how you had acquired customers. So now, the second, to address your second question, you're saying like how you can monetize from these customers, two ways. So one is the direct and other one is like indirect monetization. So with the direct monetization, you can offer not necessarily your entire product, but a good chunk of your product. For example, you can offer something where you are giving them have insane value for a, a cheaper price and say like more affordable price is the right word. So with lifetime deal, it's going to be like very, very affordable. So customers would consider switching. Now, give them like a bit more room. For instance, if you're running solo, you can use it for one coach. You're going to get it on a lifetime deal. I'm also giving you an option where you can also purchase an add-on, which means you can have two coaches in the future. So I'm just giving you a little bit extra room, but that's a max. If, you're going, if your business is going to grow into more than two, then you will have to go for an upgrade. And icing on the cake, you can also offer discounts when they're ready to go for an upgrade. Like they, they can switch annually where they have to start paying them, paying you like a 30 or 50% annual discount if they're happy to pay it annually instead of monthly. So something like that, you can monetize it from the users, which is going to be helpful for you, easy for you in two ways. One, they're really happy because they can start the business without having to worry about paying your monthly. One. And two, they're also getting some extra room which is going to be, make them feel, okay, this company is something that I want to stick with because I have more role so that I can bring in one of my partners as well. I can still use it at the same price. When my business is actually growing, which is going to make end user think that you really care for them, which is very, very important in business. And then they are happy to pay because with two people who are already using the product, most likely they're not going to switch, especially if their pricing is going to be competitive after, which is where the discount comes in. This is direct monetization. Indirect monetization is when you find the customers are to be very happy and you can actually push them to ask them to become your brand advocate. They'll be more than happy to become a brand advocate and spread the word around. We have seen like uh, so many success stories from SaaS promotions where a lot of the customers have become, have turned themselves into becoming an affiliate, which is, let's just say in your case, a coach, whenever you're sending an email, you must be able to communicate with your customers, must be able to communicate with their customers, their audience, right? In those emails, you can ask them to have upcoach branding, which can be attached to their affiliate link. With that setup, we have seen in several instances where our customers have asked the founders who work with us, hey, is there a way that you can bring in, can I have my own affiliate link in the branding where I'm gonna, where I'm happy to promote you guys, but I just want to have some I want to make some money out of it, which becomes like a win-win scenario. And we've seen that often that's becoming like a success story. And that is also one of the ways to make like indirect uh, monetization from the lifetime customers. So one of the ways is like you can start collecting some video testimonials because the best time to ask for a testimonial is when the customer is very happy with the product. When you're going to start offering the surveys and the support, and you can see the moment where the customers become very happy. And most of the times, I'm saying I'm talking about 99% of the times, Life meal customers are not going to be like complaining like most of the customers because when customers are paying monthly, they want to make a quick ROI because they have to start paying you the next month, which means every single month they have to start making ROI. So whereas with lifetime deal customers, they are happy if there's going to be like a bug or something's going to take a bit longer time. 99% of the customers are going to be supportive. Hey guys, I understand. And I'm in with you for a long time and I totally understand. Take your time and the fix in it. So which means you're going to have happy customers from day one. And asking for a video testimonial or audio testimonial from a happy customer is much easier because they'd be happy to give you one. 
So you can use this testimonial to run ads and put it on your pricing page. You can attract more audience. So this is like a, a that in-depth way to monetize your life model customers. Talking about video testimonials, Karsten just said hi in his, on Facebook. Karsten from Ustrust so also ran a lifetime deal with you guys, I think. So if you want video testimonials, check out Ustrust.io. Did the point that you made with the secondary money, that, oh, I don't know which word you use, but the long-term effects from having more users in the system, as ideally, when actually for UpCoach, I think it makes a lot of sense because if a coach is using UpCoach, then he brings his coaches in, and then they're also in the system and they see it and they can also use UpCoach to run their businesses. So I think there's definitely something to it, to have this secondary and this, this exposure. Going back to the most popular comp, the most popular product wins. I think this kind of like re really plays into the idea of having, running a lifetime deal. What do you think are the pitfalls of running lifetime deals? Because actually another company of mine, we once ran a lifetime deal and it was not with you guys. It was not with Sas Mantra. It was not AppSumo, it was with somebody else. And they promised us a lot and it delivered like nada. It was like really disappointing. But aside from this, what are the pitfalls do you see, you know, SaaS founders running into when they run a lifetime deal? An interesting question. Thanks, Ben. You guys have put some really interesting questions here to the topics I always would love to talk about. I can do this all day. So speaking of pitfalls, there could be like many because for the founders, it's just like you've got to do it once and you've got to do it. So whereas for the marketplaces like us, we have done this like over and over, 100, 200 times. And we have found different areas where the products could run into problems, especially when running a lifetime deal. For instance, if your product is going to have like very high-end cost-incurring product, let's just say you're going to have like a, okay, I would say like a web hosting company. I would say like you will never run a lifetime deal because web hosting is probably very expensive and you'll never know when you're going to have someone like huge amount of bandwidth, someone that has huge amount of bandwidth, they dump a lot of files, so it's going to be like a challenge for you. That's number one. And number two is uh, never run a lifetime deal to acquire like thousands of audience. It's always a challenge because from our experience, we have always focused on running lifetime deal where this number of sales are going to be like somewhere like thousand, thousand plus max. But our ideal number is anywhere between 500 to 1000. The reason that we do this on a low scale when compared to some of the marketplaces where the number of licenses to prefer to sell is like 5000 or 10,000, which is not something that you don't, you don't want, you should do. The problem here is like when you have huge amount of users on a lifetime deal, right? So here is the first challenge. You're going to have to handle the support for that many influx of users for life, which means, say, let's just say, like, uh, worst thing comes. So out of 10,000 users you've got, like, most of the times, like, 19% of the users, they're not going to go for an upgrade at least for one or two years. They'll have to serve nearly 9,919 users on a lifetime deal for at least two years. You have to pay your rent, you have to pay your employees and, and, and server costs and stuff. So now, handling the support, let's put the one place and you put aside. The challenge is like, they are, as a user, not just like from the user, but then any user, they're going to have a lot of areas where we can, we expect you to improve. But then it's not easy, especially if you want, if you expect you to add more features to your product. And you're going to be keep on addressing the questions, suggestions, and feedback from the Nightingale users, which may not be fruitful for the other set of customers. Let's just say that your target audience, your ICP, is about like 25,000 people. So it means you can focus and start getting customers from 25,000 people, out of which 10,000 have already gotten into Lifetime Deal. 
which suppresses your ICP into just 15,000 now. Now, when you're trying to sell 15,000, sell your product to nearly 15,000 plus people, I'm sure out of that, at least 25% to 30% of the people have heard about your life condition. This is the exact same problem some founders have told us. I, they also told us, this is why I want to run a life condition with you guys and not with anyone else. Because when I'm selling in volumes, it goes out, the word goes out like globally, it gets spread faster. And too many people are coming to know what my product was on a lifetime deal. They expect me to send a few licenses to them private. So, which means getting like monthly revenue from those customers is going to become like a challenge for you, at least for the first one, two years. So now the second challenge is when you're trying to keep on tackling and addressing the suggestions and feedback only from the lifetime customers, you could start building that. It's going to be very interesting to start building that. I, I can tell you that. But then it may not be the ideal features that's going to be needed for other monthly paying customers. Yes, for us, for example, we mainly go after our ICP is like larger coaching organizations. We have lots of coaches. This is how we make more money. And also the features are the ones that we have been developing for that. And if we have like lots of solopreneurs coming in, they will probably have different needs and ask for different things, which, yeah, yeah, makes sense. Yeah, the ICP would be very different. So if you're going to build that, especially for a product like yours, which is focusing on a specific niche, because your ICP is very specific. And like I said earlier, you could be focusing on like 20,000 people across the world. That's the idea your ICP fits in. It, it's better not to do that. And the third pitfall that I wanted to mention very clearly is uh, running too many lifetime deals could really hurt the company. It's, it's very nice to see money coming in, especially in South Bank, like a quick burst. You don't have to do too many things. You don't have to break your head to run ads or try to identify ads, tend to spend too many times and too much time on the product, etc. It's going to be like really fun to make some money coming in, which is going to be very interesting. But then the challenge is if you're going to run a multiple lifetime deal, this has happened. Literally, it has happened to Seaford products who launched on SaaS control that they went on to run promotions on to one tool the different marketplaces. I don't want to name any. But then we usually have ads asking, what we do is like we have a very, very long-term relationship with all the founders. We do jump on calls and we do continuously communicate in one of the channels with all the founders who have ever done a promotion. Like even if you had a promotion back in 2018, we're still in touch with you. So a few cases where they have run like several promotions, they told us like two things. One, Sam, I wish I had never done another life deal because now I'm, I'm getting like uh, more exposure, but then from the first promotion with you guys, you have got nearly 95% of the feedback that we actually wanted. So with the second promotion, we have got more users. We have made some more money than what we made with you guys. But then the amount of feedback is just 5% extra, which is negligible. We can sustain well feedback as well. But then now the challenge for us is since we have run like more than one promotion, people are expecting us to keep on running one more promotion. If, even if they're ready to subscribe to us today, they just think that we may run another promotion in the future and they'll just wait. Or they start looking for alternative products. So this is starting to hurt us. One, number two challenge that some founders have clearly mentioned is people starting to tag us as like a product that's not running the lifetime deal like very often. And two, as I said earlier, with another product, with another challenge is they often ask us like, hey guys, it's an explosion. Or I'm happy to pay you personally, but I just want a life and light license, which is not something like very widely spoken because this is not something like any founder would want to come forward and talk to everyone in public because this is an internal challenge. As a marketplace and a responsible person who runs a founder's first community, 
I thought I should be able to, I should be sharing this. Other founders can start seeing this as a pitfall. So never done like more than once. So just to quickly summarize, I never done a, a life deal for huge number of customers. Never ever do that mistake. And never done more than one life deal. And always number three is start collecting feedback and address any questions and inquiries that's coming in from your customers, life and deal customers included, because only then they are going to start seeing it's a two-way interaction. Otherwise, they are just going to, I mean, never ever seen that they're just coming here to complain something, take the feedback. And when you start working on the feedback, they are going to start giving you more suggestions to improvise your product as well, which is why, number one, going back to number one, never run promotion for two-way customers. Never ever do that. And most importantly, never run more than one life and deal. We want to do it with the same market presentation. This has happened in a few cases where some products where they done promotion with Sasputa, they have come back after a few months and they have done another promotion. That has happened to a few products. It's, it's totally fine because imagine it's going to be like a, a Motorola when the company was there. They, they used to have like exclusive promotions. I'm not sure about the rest of the world, but they used to have exclusive promotions for Amazon for Indian customers. So where Motorola and today Oppo they have exclusive promotions with Amazon, which means like Oppo comes up with a new product. You can buy it only from Amazon for a certain pick of time. And then when the next model comes in, again, it becomes Amazon exclusive. So where Amazon being a marketplace, they are more than happy to put extra efforts to promote the product. Now imagine what would happen if Oppo is going to be running a promotion on Amazon few months, and then the next lots they're going to be doing with Flipkart or other shopping cart, and then so on and on. So it's going to be a big mess because Amazon would never take Oppo back. Even if they want more promotion in the future, Amazon would never want to do that, but one. And number two, people would be expecting Oppo to run a promotion somewhere so that they can buy it. They don't want to buy from Oppo directly. Never do these mistakes when you're trying to run a life. I'd like to talk about terms as well. What, what terms are common? How much work is it? Actually, terms and, and how much work is it? Like the, the prep work, how much time does it take? What, what's, how does the process look once you actually do a lifetime deal? And then maybe later on, I'd like to take on the deal terms that you make with, for example, how do deal terms look with you guys? Let's start with the process. Sure. So speaking of the process, there would be like technically a few things that we may require. I'm not sure what the, how the process works for other places, but then I can talk about for assessment. We do the big chunk of like a heavy lifting for you, whereas uh, initially, the only thing that we want you to do is like set up a coupon system or a web-based integration with our system and your system. So most of the tech work that may require. But then you also have a team that's going to be like starting to play with your product, come up with some suggestions, what would be helpful for the users, what users would be finding more interesting about the product. We have a systematic way where we prepare like a list of all the suggestions and all the recommendations that's going to be helpful for you not just for the promotion, but for the product in the future. So the way we look at things is how a product should be to acquire more monthly paying customers. So that's how the product should evolve. So with our experience working with so many different products, we bring that experience to you. And with that, you can start working on fine-tuning product because our preparation begins at least like 60 days in advance, anywhere between 45 to 60 days in advance. So where we share the plenty of suggestions based on our setup. So we shared all the recommendations with you because with the product looks really interesting, really nice to start acquiring monthly customers. Selling the product to acquire new customers is going to be like a piece of cake for the end users, I mean the buyers. So they're going to get into a product which looks really nice and really useful from day one. I can just start buying it, plug and play, and I can start using it for business. 
that is a kind of setup that we need to have before the promotion begins. And always treat this running your life deal is not like a one-way method, for instance. When running your life deal, be like a super open to pull up your sleeves and do some dirty work as well. When I say dirty work, in terms of handling the support, even doing odd hearts, trust is another great example where a customer team, they have been addressing all the queries around the clock. Uh, we have had some support email that came in, I still remember. The support email came in on like Sunday, 2 a.m. to our inbox saying that trust is easily at the best deal of the year because these girls have been addressing my questions at like 11.59 p.m. I remember the time very well because he specifically mentioned 11.59 p.m. on a Sunday, which is amazing. Big thanks for bringing such products. So uh, be prepared to listen to your customers at any given point of time. Because as a marketplace, we are happy to run promotions in as many creative ways as possible. But remember, we are just, not just we, but any marketplace, we are just going to help the customers to bring to you. Either it's going to be your customer thereafter. So be sure to have enough system in place. For instance, you should be having a, a way where you can start collecting feedback. You can sub them out. Having a roadmap would be very helpful. I, I would quote Trust Team once again because they had a very extensive roadmap, which got even more populated after during the promotion and even after. So have a way to sort out all the feedbacks that are coming in and put them on your timeline. So have a system ready for that. Keep on constantly communicating with the customers about whenever you're rolling out like a new features, new updates, etc. Because being in the SaaS industry, it's super, super important for you to constantly show that you guys are working on your product. It's going to be like minor fixes, minor updates. That may not be nothing much for you, but it really means a lot for the customers. Have a clear system. If not, feel free to talk to us or any marketplace that you're working with. Have a chat with them as often as possible. Try to jump on calls with them. Prepare a list of questions like what do you think that, uh, whatever that you think that should be helpful for your product, feel free to ask it to them. And they will be more than happy to help you. I mean, in our case, we are happy to help you. Yeah, I think also, especially when you're a young product and maybe even a technical founder and you don't have a lot of marketing or positioning expertise, working with you guys would probably also be really helpful to get your marketing pitch down better, you know, and then take this, what you, the information that you got from you guys in the process of doing the lifetime deal, you can then have on your website as well. So I think it definitely makes a lot of sense. In, in terms of deal terms, like how are deals structured? Like how much do you take? How much does the founder take? Or is this something that's always negotiation or? How does this really work? We just want to keep it like the math very simple because there's a lot of things involved than trying to going back and forth in terms of negotiation. So we try to keep things very, very simple. When we're running a product, a promotion for a product, we have an even split between 50-50 between SaaS Mantra and the founders. So founders get 50% of all this revenue that is generated during the promotion. And after the promotion ended, like any upgrades, any upsells that happens, 100% of the revenue goes directly to the founders and the product team. So from the 50% that we take during the promotion, we spend like nearly 30% on advertising and marketing. Affiliates, we pay up 25% per sale. And we also offer like $10 per referral. And also we spend on ads, retargeting ads, etc. So uh, 30% of the revenue, overall revenue generated, goes to marketing and advertising. And 20% goes to SaaS culture. And 50% goes to the product team. And so it works. Okay, very cool. Thinking back on other issues that people ran into, I heard somebody told me that people bought a lot of coupons on, on lifetime deals and then they were selling it on the secondary market, hoarding them, keeping them, and then later on selling them on, on eBay or, or wherever in forums. Is there something 
to prevent this or any thoughts on this? Fair question. We have seen that happening often, especially in the last uh, six to months, I would say. What we do is that helping people to reason this idea, not the way how we want to run the business. And not the founders need that either. Especially, I would say like nearly 95 or 96% of the founders, they don't want to see their products being resold in the secondary market or black market or whatever. So, but then very few cases out of like, we have worked with maybe like one or two founders told us, it's totally fine as long as I'm getting more new users. But then there's still like one challenge, which is if I'm going to be starting to use my product today and I am going to be using it for one particular project, about the deal, and I'm using it for like maybe six months or something. And then after that, I, I decided I no longer need this product. I can sell it to someone else. And the challenge for the founder here is like, they are getting, the good thing is that they are getting new users without spending much. And they are going to get like new feedback, more feedback and more interesting use cases, which is a pro, which is, which is the only pro. But there are so many cons. Uh, one of them is like onboarding a new user entirely, which means this new user is going to have the same set of problems or same set of onboarding challenges the previous user had. Number one. And two, instead of getting this new user on a lifetime deal, they're going to acquire this new user on a monthly subscriber, which would help the company massively. So we just like, so, and there are so many cons, but these were like uh, the topmost ones. So to prevent this, the amount of effort that you put, effort that we take is like we explicitly mentioned, unless and until it's okay with the folder, we always keep it like no, I mean, we, we always pick it. Yeah, no reselling whatsoever. And if someone is going to come to us, hey guys, I, I thought I could resell this some other day. We make it clear, like, we are not here trying to sell a product that you can resell it for profit later on. We are trying to sell the product where it has to be like something win-win scenario for everyone. And to prevent this, we have also recently started to implement web hooks where all the users who are making a purchase, they can redeem the coupon only once. So after that, you can redeem the coupon, you cannot change your email either. You have to do it. You have to go talk to the product team. And you have to have your own reasons of what are the reasons why you want to change their email. Because if you cannot change the email, you cannot resell the product. Which has helped us preventing them from the stats that we have. It has helped preventing this reselling happening. Like nearly, let's cut down like nearly, I would say like 80% or so. Which is good. But still, there's always like 5% of people who do buy or they just want to resell for different reasons. Which is, you know, which is not the end of the world, you know, just I thought, so I'll bring it up since we want to go deeper into lifetime deals. Is there anything else that you want to bring up that founders should be aware of? Pitfalls, tips, tricks, whatever. Some founders have made it very, very clear. Like if you guys bring the deal today, you cannot resell your license, your master license, like whatsoever. And if you're planning to uh, change your email. So there are some founders where I have seen, like, if you want to change your email, it's going to cost you. So that's something that for some folders keep it. For example, if I'm buying the deal today for $49 and if I want to change my email later on some other day, it's going to cost you another $49. So that's one practice that has helped you preventing reselling because obviously if you want to sell it for, to someone else, they are going to pay you $49. And if it's going to cost you like $49 just to change your email. Yeah, then there's no more incentive here. Yeah. I mean, actually there's still incentive probably if you buy it today and then the product evolves over the next few years and then you can, can't do that, you know, but yes. But that will cut, that will help you cut down at least like a 10, 20% recently happening. But then again, if you look at it, the flip side of it, reselling is something that you can't help completely prevent from happening whatsoever. This is one thing, B2B, but then it happens like very often B2C anyway. So I have seen like so many, so many people are trying to sell the Canva licenses uh, where you can get like free Canva for your email. I have seen like several instances where Canva licenses, CD sell is happening. 
it's, it's always the case, you know, back in the days, it was like software being downloaded and then on peer-to-peer networks, et cetera. It's just like part of the part of cost of doing business. Exactly. I mean, you can help preventing it. You can take preventive measures, but you cannot completely eradicate that. Well, else? Do you have any other tips, books, resources, tools where people can find out more about doing lifetime deals? I can't think of one, but I haven't seen like anyone that's, that's completely involving other lifetime because to be flat with you, each and every product is different. I think I've had some of our assessments. Hey guys, we are happy to feature this product with you, but then I want to know how many licenses you can sell or what do you think is going to be the profile number? So we do, we used to share our numbers pretty frequently, I mean, not approximately, I mean, sorry, not accurately, but approximately. But then there was one challenge. Every product is different. We have had one or two products where we ended up selling like only 5,000, 6,000 licenses, believe it or not. The founders were happy to sell that many licenses and we did it. But then we also started to see founders. That's where you find this challenge, where if you're going to sell that many licenses, it's going to hurt you in the long run which is why we rolled back on, which decided not to sell beyond 1,000, 1,500 license at any given point of time. And that's why we tell all the founders who we're onboarding, hey guys, we, our aim is to sell you know, 500,000 licenses max. But if you want to sell beyond that many, it's going, not only it's going to hurt your company, but then it's also going to hurt your uh, product growth in the following long time to come. And if you still insist that you want to sell that many licenses for whatsoever reason, we are not the ideal company to work with. We make it very clear. Each and every product, like I said, each and every product has a different story and each and every product owner, they have certain goals. So always have a clear, very clear goal of why you want to run a lifetime deal. Because that's super important. And then saying, hey, I just want to acquire more users. I want to collect more feedback. That's totally fine. But then do you have plans of what you want to do with those users? What, how are you going to realize the feedback? And then how are you going to grow your product or turn those feedback into features that's going to be helpful for you to acquire even more users? especially on monthly subscribers. Have a very clear plan, but if not, we are happy to help you to devise those plans. Others have very clear plans of why you are running a lifetime deal. Don't do it just for the sake. I mean, we have had some founders where they had like a uh, MRR of over $200,000 and they are a very small team. They're talking about a team of five to six. Over $200,000 monthly revenue and they thought that, hey guys, we, I see lifetime deal is cool and we want to run one. I asked, do you have plans where you are those? No, we are getting like constant flow of customers like every month, every, every week, we are getting like thousand signups out of which like 20 plus people are turning into what's being subscribed. I said, like, your model is great. You must be doing something right, which is helpful for you. What's the point of running a life? We have turned down those such offers as well. And there's absolutely no reason why you should be doing one. But then if you have a crystal clear plan of how you're planning to utilize the users that you are getting from a lifetime deal, and how you are going to turn things around for your company and how there's two sets of it, right? One, you have plans, goals for your company. And two, you need users who can help you scale as well. So if you can find the right matchmaking between the two, come up with the goals that's going to be like a, having a subset between the two. That's going to be helpful for you before you start running a life with it. Have that thing, like prepare like list of 10, 15 things that you want to want to say, user acquisition, feedback, and more users, and more reviewers, so on. Those are just byproducts. That's going to happen for sure. And of course, the revenue, Money that you're going to make from the life deal, that's just a byproduct. It's not going to be helpful for you in the way of our very level, especially in a year's time at the max that you're going to burn out all the money. So don't have revenue as an option when it comes to running a life deal. Have a goal of, I want 500 users. I can quote you one example. I would say like two examples. So our user pilot and review shake are two different products that we ran promotions back in 2018. 
So those four founders had like very, very clear reasons why they want to run my life can deal. Founder of Yusuf Pilot said, Sampath, I'm happy to run this with you because I don't want to go anywhere else. I just want to sell only 300 licenses. Can you guys help me with that? Because everywhere I go, they send like thousands. I don't want that. I want 300 users. Can you help me? I said, yes. Because that's the kind of company that we have built here and we run a promotion for them. And also, Review uh, Shake. They also had a very clear goal. I want to sell 800,000 licenses max. That's it. And I want to close the shop and I want to start focusing on monthly paying customers. We did exactly that for those two companies. So user pilot had about less than $2,000 MRR back then. And today they have like nearly a team of 25 plus. And it was just two co-founders back then. A team of 25 plus engineers alone. So a team of 25 and they have like over like three, four million dollars a year, I believe. So that's purely because they have a real plan. Hey, my product is great. We have been building it for two years. But then now I want to start using when the huge influx of users comes in, they want to start implementing for their clients or for their own businesses. We want to see how stable the system is and how we have to improve our infrastructure and what are the areas like where we can fine tune and fix the minor fixes. So that was their goal. And they managed to achieve that. After that, they started to work towards uh, acquiring enterprise customers, which is fantastic for them. Shake, on the other hand, it's, it's a, re- a reputation management tool, review management tool for uh, SMBs. They wanted to focus primarily on SMBs, but they wanted to run the promotion because they just want to acquire the accounts of 1,000 SMBs. But only during the promotion, they found out that uh, SMBs don't have enough of uh, marketing budget so that they could have their own digital marketer to handle this. The digital agencies manage the accounts of those SMBs. So with that promotion, we have fine-tuned the product in a way. It's going to be helpful for digital agencies. So they, instead of selling to 1,000 SMBs, we helped them acquire like nearly 600 plus digital agencies who became their clients. So when those agencies starting to implement the tool for their clients, they're starting to, their clients starting to love the product and they're starting to acquire more and more clients, which means it's, it has become like a little effect and EVShake has been growing massively. Once again, it was a success story of a company which had less than $500 MRR to a team of 18 plus across like seven countries and with multi-million dollars ARR today. So they had clear goals of where they want to go. So I mean, these two companies, because this was in the early stage of SaaS Pinch as well, they're having many excellent examples, Solidify, Hyperize, and I'm sure Trust is going to become one, win so on. Yeah, I can quote a lot of examples day on and down, but then these two are like ones that started very early and also had very clear goals. So have a clear goal and make sure that you're, how you're going to map this short-term promotion to your long-term vision. How does have a mapping? If not, we can help you with that mapping, and that's how you're going to grow with just one-time promotion. Like I said, you got to do it once and you got to do it right. Very cool. And if people want to work with you, what's, what's the best way of finding you, connecting with you? Yeah, just shoot an email to hilarjasmine2.com and they're going to jump on call right after. Awesome. Sampath, this is really cool. Thank you very much for yeah, going really deep and answering all my weird questions. Lifetime is a really cool tool to get your company kickstarted. So if you have a SaaS business and you're starting out and you want to get more users in and you want to get real user feedback, or if your marketing messaging may struggling, I think working with Sampath and his team may be a really good move for you to cook up a lifetime deal and get started that way. Sampath, thank you very much for being on the show. Really enjoyed it. It's a pleasure. 
Is your e-commerce growing so fast that you can't keep up with supporting your customers in real time? Serve them better in any time zone and language. They will thank you with higher conversion rates and repeat purchases. We build and manage your own dedicated customer experience team of live chat and support agents. Get started today. Visit ltvplus.com. That's ltvplus.com. Thanks for listening to the How We Solve podcast. Dominate your market and crush the competition with our step-by-step playbooks. Subscribe right now in your favorite podcast player or visit howwesolve.com.